welcome to the You and Me podcast, the podcast for real couples looking for real advice. This episode of Wedding Planning Q&A is brought to you by The Bridal Journey and Wonderlust Creative. On today's episode of the You and Me podcast, we're following on from last week's chat with another hit list episode. You guys really loved the topic mix up so much last week that we thought we'd actually give it to you again. So today we're talking about minimum spends, booking timelines and the best advice tips for planning a wedding. It's all in the pod today. Andy, hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. That was a very forceful hi from me. What's going on? How was your, how has your week been? Yeah, great. Great. <laughs> you have to think about that. I'm tired. Oh, I know. It's Is a bit exhausting at the moment. At the moment. Um, yeah. yeah. Still in lockdown. Mm. Um, yeah. Just tired, I think. Yeah. I think I saw a quote where it, did you see that quote on Instagram that a lot of people have been posting about it's not in your imagination, um, just no one wants to talk to each yeah. other now, like yeah. no one's talking to you. No. You're just kind of a bit exhausted by it yeah. all. Everyone's over um, it and I, and I think that's fair yeah, enough. Yeah, I think I'm just tired. Okay. Yeah. Tell me, is there something positive? Tell me something good um, this okay. week. <laughs> um, what is positive about my week? Hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go. I can't. You tell me. Yes, I'll tell you. Do you know what is positive? It's cold in Victoria, which is where we record from. And I got out my – this is so, like, domestic and old of me. But I got out my cookbook that is, like, all, like, soups and slow cooks and, like, tangines and stews and everything. And I'm so excited because I've got, like – a whole list of really hearty, soul-warming dishes that I'm going to make over the next few weeks. Um, yeah. Feel free to drop them into me. <laughs> I know. So many people are like, what's your what's my yes. Um Yeah, so I'm actually really excited because I, before kids, dinner was like my favourite thing to do. It was my favourite thing to think about. I loved it. I was always so creative and I'm vegetarian, so... I've got to like cook more than just, you know, a pasta every day. So I loved like using lots of different ingredients and legumes and beans and Mm. everything. But since having kids, it is my most hated meal ever to cook or think about. And I get like proper anxiety when when I don't have a meal in mind before the day. Mm. I just, I hate it. I hate it. Anyway. I'm getting on top of that and I've brought out the slow cooker and I'm doing lots of like stews. Oh, it's funny because actually I ordered HelloFresh for next oh, week. Yes, we used to do we're, that. we're kind of, you know, when you get a bit done, like by the meals that you cook, like, you know, Tuesday's tacos. Yes. Wednesday it might be it, like yes. a curry. Mm, and mm. I, like we're just sick of rotating the same sort of meals again and again. So it does get really boring. We just thought, yeah. We'll order some HelloFresh for a couple of weeks because they're so easy because you can just kind of cancel it when you want. Yeah. You're not locked into anything. Yeah, exactly. Yes, so, I like yeah, HelloFresh. I, I hate cooking. Mm. absolutely hate it. Yeah, see, I love it, but I just – I get like, yeah, anxious with what to cook. Mm, mm. And especially when your kids get older and then you get, I don't really like Or you cook it and they don't eat at it at the all. table. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Like eat it or go hungry, I boys. I last week. Totally, totally. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. okay. All right, let's get stuck into the questions today. So question one is from Shauna and her question is, what is a per head spend 
for a stylist and what should I look at as an average? Mm. It's probably a question I could maybe answer in that mm, one. Tell us. Um, I don't think what what people have got to what people have got to understand with a stylist is that their product is not what you would probably deem tangible. So we look at a wedding car. A wedding car is a tangible physical product that you can see and that you can use. So as an average, you're looking at, you know, maybe a minimum of a four-hour higher fee and the higher fee starts anywhere from $800 to $1,500 for a wedding car, okay? That's a really easy thing to say, here's an average of what to expect um, and that would probably be pretty right across the board especially just based on companies that you know I knew know and use in Victoria when you are talking about a creative per se a, a, a business that their product is their knowledge and their um, ideas and their design process and their creativity it's not as easy to have a per head spend or it's not as easy to have an average cost for a supplier like this things that go into it could be experience um, knowledge um, you know service requirements some stylists can have uh, packages that offer you on the day only styling which is very very different to an actual creative developing your wedding aesthetic from the ground up. So this is a question that I don't really think can be answered with any kind of certainty. I know that for, um, you know, for myself in our company, we have a minimum per head spend for guest count for couples um, to be able to achieve an expected look and feel that we put forward from past couples so a lot of couples come to us and say we'd really love this wedding um we love these elements yada 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 um but they know from the very beginning that if they are going to sign on with our business that there is a minimum per head cost because we need to make sure that we're consistently towing the line to be able to produce events to the same caliber um or a minimum spend fee i suppose some don't New couple, uh, new vendors might not have them, um, and you know I know of a lot of a lot of other styling companies that have much much higher minimum spends than we do. So, unfortunately, with a creative or with a stylist, you, you really need to look at their aesthetic and their vibe first, um, and see whether or not what they are charging is the investment that you can commit to. And if it's not and you really like them, then I'd just be upfront with them and talk about, okay, well, we can't afford this, but is there any way we can have your services with what we we do have to allocate as an investment to you? Um, Because uh, it would be one, do not pit stylists against each other when inquiring with them about their price because you will be sorely disappointed go with the person that you you vibe with that you like their aesthetic and their their style um and see what you can do with what investment that you've got to fit around it's mm. mm. very helpful advice that's a hard question though because that's that does come up a lot yeah average spends and what's what's normal well, I mean, for each supplier it's people a hard are one. using it as a Somewhere bit of start. a spend you know mm. it's it's not a necessity but something you know extra okay totally Freya, timeliness. Ooh, I like that name. Yeah, I do too. Freya, timeliness for suppliers. What order do I book them in? Ooh, <gasps> so okay. we know about this. I think we've had this question before. We Photographer. 
Well, venue. You got to start with well, oh, you, venue. Sorry, venue number one. Venue or planner. It's okay to book in your wedding planner without having a venue or a date. Yeah. A lot of planners would prefer you to book them early rather than later. Venue, but you wouldn't be surprised. I would say number two. Correct yes. me if I'm wrong. Yes, but definitely. celebrant. Um, I've had. I, I was talking to a girl the other day mm. in my mother's group, mm. and she is getting married in March. Okay. She said she cannot get a celebrant. Yeah. I mean, it's only seven, well, seven eight months away or something. Mm. She said she's contacted people across Australia yeah. from Sydney. She's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying to even fly a celebrant down. She cannot get anyone in Melbourne. Do you know why though is probably right now is that the backlog, we're literally, and if this lockdown in oh, Sydney and Melbourne, in particular. we're 18 months behind. Like we're fitting seasons upon seasons of work in three to six months. So mm. no, that doesn't surprise me. But as a ballpark, the first supplier you book in is your wedding planner. If you are not having a wedding planner, you need to start with a venue and a date. From there, your next tier down, what we recommend always mm. is entertainment, photography, mm-hmm. videography, so they come as the same, mm. and your stylist. Okay. The next tier, if you're not having a stylist, then your celebrant. The next right. tier down would be um, styling and florals, so florals and decor hire, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. cars, hair and makeup, cake. Um, you know, and then from there is probably all the fringe suppliers. Book in, sometimes clients come to me and say, I must have this photographer. And let's just say it's Erin and Tara because they have, you know, a huge wait list. They have got lots of couples booked in really far in advance. I would then go to them, get their dates for March 2023 bring that back to the couple and then we'd pick a date in that month that they're available and pit all our other bookings around them. So some people start with the standard venue and date and other people go for the supplier that they, you know, can't live without and book all their other suppliers around that one. So you've got to weigh up what's more important. Your biggest Mm. investment or your most important investment, book them first. Okay. In saying that, you know, your celebrant could be your most important investment. And so if that's the case, if it's in a potentially in a church, they've got a lot more limited spaces, then you're going to have to book around them. So there's not a standard, you know, there's definitely leaving suppliers too late. But in terms of which order they need to go in, you know, grouping them together is really important. Not doing them all at the one time, like going supplier on supplier and mm. book book them tick them, leave them, go on to the next. Try not to research everybody at the one time. You will get confused. Mm. So start at one and just go go down the list and tick the box or highlight the box and keep going. But um, yeah, you, you need a date to be able to book basically any suppliers um, other than your, you know, the one that you are most desperate for. If that is the case and it's say your photographer or say your your entertainers and they're you know they spend half the time half the year in Europe and half the year here Mm. they might have limited bookings too so if you have to have somebody like Toby Toby Music they spend a lot of time overseas so you would have to work in with their booking dates and pick all your other suppliers around them Mm. cool thanks Freya question three Brittany what is one piece of advice that you girls have for brides getting married? You ask people, you interview every week, but what about your advice? Oh, I like that one. Nobody ever asked for our advice on that. 
Andy, you are getting in the process at the moment. What is the one piece of advice you have for couples? Well, I feel like, and this is what most brides have told us on the podcast, is just stay true to yourself and what your partner and you are about. So that's my one piece of advice. Do you. Don't look at anyone else. Do what suits you. So, And don't listen to other people's opinions. Um, I mean, for our wedding, we're having a really small wedding on the Friday with just 30 people. And then the next day we're having a really big party. And like as our after lunch type recovery party, we're inviting, you know, everyone we want to invite. Now, I knew going into that that that's perhaps not everyone's cup of tea. It's not what, you know, I probably upset some friends because they're not able to come to the Friday but it's just something that Sam and I wanted to do for us. It's our wedding day. We can pick what we want to do. It's us, you know, something small. I'm not like a showy person. I felt like most people have said their wedding day flies by. You don't even get to drink or eat because you're just busy doing your greetings to everybody. Yeah, totally. And I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to sit there and like after interviewing like – a lot of brides over the course of like this podcast, most of them who have had small little intimate weddings said it was the best thing that they've ever done. So I think you've got to be like true to yourself, what you want. I mean, not everyone wants that. Some people want a huge big wedding, but you, you've got to choose what you want to do and don't listen to the opinions of other people. I went to my wedding dress fitting. I didn't bring anyone because I want to pick what I want to wear. I don't want my bridesmaids sitting there and them thinking – you know, they have different style and taste to me, not loving what I'm wearing just because it's not their personal taste. Like totally. I wanted to be happy with it in myself. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, I just think stay true to yourself with everything. Like what works for you? What amount of money can you spend? You know, who gives a shit about Instagram? What, how your wedding's coming across on that? You know, I think people tend to spend big and do these certain things sometimes because it's going to look good on Instagram. <laughs> do you know what they I mean? do it they do it for the, in the for photo the <laughs> not because of the day and then they end up in all this debt because their weddings cost so much so yeah. I think like stay true to yourself would be my number one advice okay. what about you I think my number one advice is not to second guess yourself mm. and your first like your gut instinct is always your right instinct. Yep. You need to make sure that you vibe with your suppliers. And even if they are potentially the ones that might be a little bit more expensive, sometimes they're the cheaper, you know, potentially the cheaper option or, um, you know, they might be from interstate or they might be from your local town that you're getting married in. You, you know, this happens once, you know that the experience is only going to be made as positive as the people you are surrounding yourself with to have that experience. Mm-hmm. And so invest in the right things that mean the most to you and your partner, but don't second guess yourself. If you like someone and they might not have been who you thought or the price bracket you thought, that it doesn't matter. Do it. You won't regret it. What you will regret is looking back and employing somebody who you might not have been super comfortable with or doing something that was too high in your price bracket just because you felt as if you had to. You're going to look back and regret those things rather than looking back and, you know, being really happy with the choices you made because you made them based on, you Mm. know, a feeling. So don't second guess yourself. Once you make that decision though, put it away. Don't look at it again until your wedding day. The more you look at something, the more you're going to critique your own opinion. So put it away, 
enjoy the process. Your first choice is always the right one, I think, anyway. Well, that's us done. And we finish every episode. We ask if you've got a question or would like our advice, simply record your message and slide on into our DMs or leave us an email with your message attached to hello at theyouandmepodcast.com. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.